Madness this weekend wrap up at Monday Night Madness on Beyond the Airwaves, The Infinity Project. Good evening, everybody. It's Monday night. You know what that means. Time for another long work week. Yeah, I know. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, this is Beyond the Airways, the Infinity Project. And since it is money, it's time for a weekend wrap-up of Monday Night Madness. I'm your host for tonight. I am Oddball Stream, and I'm currently joined on the line by the AZ Magician. Good evening, my dear. Hello, just made it. Yep, she made it just in the nick of time. <laughs> and there is Red Ranger Tim. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, Matia. <laughs> I'm happy to say everything's working tonight. I'm not going to jinx it, I swear. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> After last week's fiascos. <laughs> Oops, we lost Janet already. <laughs> oh my. Speaking of fiascos. Yep, here, oh great, here we go again. Spreaker, <laughs> <sighs> spreaker. Yeah, there has been a suggestion of another thing to try. The only, there's a couple things I don't like. There is no live show option and no chat room option. <laughs> yeah, and I would probably vote against it anyway because I'd rather go with something proven than something that's not proven. Yeah. Yeah, something like Anchor, I could probably try that on my own, you know. Uh, I wouldn't have to worry about it, but I would. But if we're not going to do something live, Anchor's just. I mean, Anchor would be a good starting tool, but not probably probably not the right tool. That's my thought on it all. Mhm. Well, I'll tell you something. Um, something there was something weird that happened here in Montgomery on Saturday. Is mom and I? Mom and I went to Atlanta to do some food shopping. We were coming back, and actually there were two weird things happening. First, things got slowed down considerably on the interstate by a graft fire. Oh, my. Yeah. Don't know if it was a control burn or not, but but then, you know, as when we got back into Montgomery, we saw something really strange. There was a strange liquid from the sky that came. I think it's called rain. <laughs> Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, because to be honest, it hadn't rained here in about a month. Seriously. <laughs> but that's like, there's rain. I even heard thunders like, thank you. We just needed some rain. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, I hope Janet will be able to get back. She may, you know, there may be some issues on her end. Who knows? It happens. Anyway, anyway, uh, there's something there's something crazy going on here tomorrow. It's the uh, election for the new mayor, since Todd Strange is retiring. So by the end of tomorrow night, we're going to find out if uh, Stephen Reed or David Woods will be the new mayor of Montgomery. <laughs> but. It's already there's already been some months slinging by both candidates, so it's like, oh god, I was kind of hoping there wouldn't be anything like that, but no, we got mud slinging, so. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, I hope Jan will be back, but <laughs> anyway, I might as well get to the first order of business, which is the box office. And I will tell you this right now. The Joker dominated. And I'll put it to you this way. The Joker, all by himself, made $96.2 million. Which is the largest October opening ever. In fact, let's see. The total... Was a hundred? Let's see. I'm gonna do a little bit of mathematics here. Let's see. One fifty oh eight three four three six. That's the total out of a hundred movies, minus the 
Ninety-six two zero two three three seven. Wow. The Joker. Did, let's put it this way: the other ninety-nine movies on the list all combined for just fifty-three point nine million dollars. Hmm. <laughs> so let me see. Let's do a little bit of crazy math here. Nine six two zero two three three seven divided by that one hundred and one five zero zero eight three four three six. It made more than sixty four percent of the entire box office. So I was like, damn. <laughs> oh, there she is. She's back. Hello, Janet. Did your Direct Connect give out on you? No, more like my sound card. I'm going to oh. try it again. Okay. Oh, my. I'm going to try it again. <laughs> oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It... But I hate it when the tech sucks up. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Joker made $96.2 million, largest October opening ever. Uh, the number one movie last week, Abominable, dropped to number two with $11.9 million. Downton well, Abbey is still Downton Abbey is still doing well with seven, approximately $8 million in its third week. Hustlers uh, was the number four movie with $6.4 million. And It Chapter 2 is still hanging on. In fifth place with five point three million dollars. Those are the top nice. five. Now let's get to the bottom of the heap. Oh yes. Cause I always have fun with it. <laughs> Alright, so anyway, what this is is all of these movies made under one thousand dollars at the box office. And I'm gonna tell you right now, two of the movies made under a hundred. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Yep. So anyway, I will tell you right now, there, yeah. there, there's a total of 16 movies altogether that made under the $1,000. So might as well get started. First we have, I do not care if we go down in history as barbarians, $876. Then we have Jay, myself, $691. After the wedding, $681. The Death and Life of John F. Donovan, $576. Chain for Life, $541. The Glicksmans, $536. A Brother's Love, $520. Serie Noir, $500 even. A Free Trip to Egypt, $486. <laughs> if it's a free trip, how'd they get that much? <laughs> Let's see. Then we have The Chambermaid, $341. Then Union with $250. The Golden Glove. Pay attention to the host cue. I'm going to try again. Okay. Let's see. I got an idea. There we go. Now I can watch both windows at the same time. Let's see. I was at the Golden Glove with $231. The Ground Beneath My Feet, $151. Moonlight Sonata, Deafness in Three Movements, $114. $114. And now we go to the last two. First we have A Faithful Man with $90. And there you are. There. Echo, 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 echo. Oh, my. <laughs> okay, there we go. I hate it when the text box does. I'm speaking your mic because I'm speaking your mic I was speaking your mic, though. I said, bear with me, growl. Yeah. Because I, chances are. Oh, I know what I'm doing. Um, okay. I'll be getting pissed again. Yeah, all you say is, chances are. <laughs> oh, Sorry, this. May I smack you upside the head, girl? <laughs> yes, you <Please>. can. <laughs> oh, surely. Yeah. I'm going to call you after. I'm going to call you okay. after. Call me after? 
After for what? Sure. No, I'm kidding. Let's <laughs> go. All right. Well, anyway, we got, let's see, I said a faithful man made $90. And now we get to the last one, or another last one, and here it is. The Mountain, 60 bucks. How long oh, has it been? Uh, how long has it been on the air, been in theaters though? Uh, didn't say. Uh, eleven weeks. Okay. That's a foghorn. That's a foghorn right there. Yep. One a foghorn. Yep. One foghorn coming up. <laughs> or more like. Or as I like to normally do, the the uh, the Price is Right loser's horn. (laughs) Shut up! (laughs) Oh my! (laughs) Yeah, but I was yeah, but I was telling Tim before you came on uh, when you were out for a little bit. I was telling Tim about this strange substance that fell in the from the sky on Saturday here in Montgomery. It's called rain. <laughs> oh yeah, you were kidding around with me with that. Yeah. Well, Jack mm-hmm. was right. Both my dogs wanted in, so. Ooh. I would not trust my kids with um. That preschool teacher. Oh, wham. A bunch of preschool teachers were suspended after seven toddlers found wandering near a busy street. Ooh, not good. I don't know if that's here in Phoenix or elsewhere. Okay, well, I had posted something in total tunage just literally like 27 minutes ago. Because apparently this rumor has come back to life once again. It was posted on MovieWeb last year, and now it's suddenly coming back. It says, Thundercats movie coming from Michael Bay, Ryan Reynolds, and Netflix. Uh, I don't think so. But I'm going to read it anyway, but just to just, just let people know, there is absolutely nothing verified. I think this is false. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Because someone tried to post it in one of the Thundercats groups and the head admin Deleted the post. He's probably pissed at her. She's blocked him, and she's probably blocked him from the group as well. Good. Because there's one thing I don't like. It's getting all psyched up for nothing. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So anyway, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put that in the chat. And like I said, there has been nothing verified, but I'm going to go ahead and read this anyway. All right? So here's what's going on. Um... Earlier this year, it was announced that Michael Bay was directing a movie for Netflix titled Six Underground, which is set to star Ryan Reynolds and Dave Franco, among a few other big stars. However, a new report claims that the title Six Underground is actually just a cover-up and that it is secretly a live-action Thundercats movie. Yeah, right. (laughs) The originally released premise for Six Underground said that the story revolved around six billionaires who faked their deaths in order to team up and fight evil. The project was given a $150 million budget and one of the largest budgets ever to be given by Netflix with the hopes that it would spawn a franchise, much like Bright. The script is being held by Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, who previously wrote both Deadpool movies for Ryan Reynolds, hinting that the movie may be an action comedy. Uh, you do that, we have a problem. Uh. <sighs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. Let's see. A reliable source connected to IGN has now claimed that the movie that <laughs> claimed that that the movie. Oh boy, bad grammar. Uh, that the movie is secretly set to be about the Thundercats, and that the entire Six Underground premise is just a ploy in order to make the Thundercats reveal a surprise. IGN has pointed out that their source is the same source that claimed that Simon Pegg would be in Star Wars The Force Awakens, which ended up being true. So they're certainly reliable. Yeah, right. While this rumor should still be taken with a grain of salt, it is still interesting news. While Thundercats may seem like an obscure property for Michael Bay to take a hold of, he does have a track record of turning 80s animated shows into gritty live-action blockbusters, as seen with the Transformers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series. Yeah, look what happened. That didn't do very well. Not only this, but it was confirmed to be attached to a possible Thundercats movie back in 2012, so this report isn't coming entirely out of left field. 
If this report is indeed true, then it would also mean that Ryan Reynolds would be the star of the movie. While the rumor didn't say who any of the actors currently signed on would be playing, it did say that the cast currently attached to Six Underground would be in the movie. This would include the Disaster Artist and Now You See Me star Dave Franco, Inglorious Bastards and Now You See Me actress Melanie Laurent, Pacific Rim Uprising actress Adria Arjona, and X-Men Apocalypse actor Ben Hardy. Six Underground is currently slated to enter production this fall, so if this rumor is indeed true, we may hear more reports on the matter in just a few months. While the current premise for Six Underground is certainly interesting, there's no denying that a potential Thundercats movie is more exciting and much more up Michael Bay's alley. Time will only tell if this rumor from IGN Middle East does pan out to be true or not. But for the millions of Thundercats fans around the world, we certainly hope it does. If so, it will be great to see Ryan Reynolds start in an explosion-filled Thundercats movie that hopefully sets up an entire franchise on Netflix. Yeah, I'm going to believe that. I'll believe that when pigs fly. Look at that. A flying pig. (laughs) Wilbur, get down here. And I'll tell you this much, as you know, as much as I love Thundercats, I'm sorry. I am not buying this because this stupid rumor has been going around for years. And I'm grown tired of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and basically in a what nutshell, she... Spring water. Huh? Where, where, uh, where is spring water? What are you talking about? Oh, I'm looking at this article on Facebook. Somebody uh, went into a cemetery and vandalized some headstones, breaking some uh, of them. Yeah. Hey, Seth and Seth Joe's back. Hello. In the chat. All right. Yeah, but Looks anyway, like but Canada really is in Canada. Yeah, but I'm not. But believe me, I'm not buying this one at all because I feel like I've seen this so many times. I'm sick of this stupid rumor. Oh my. Mhm. Yeah, but anyway, um, the Arrowverse has started back up this already this week. Uh, Batwoman and Supergirl. Started last night. Black Lightning was just on a few minutes ago, and tomorrow is the Flash. That's the last one of the week since Arrow is not back till the fifteenth. Okay. After all, after all, it is Arrow's grand finale season. Yeah. Anything? Uh, yes. Uh, something else. If you know anyone who happens to be a fan of My Little Pony: Friendship Is Magic, this Saturday night at eight p.m. Eastern is the grand finale of the series. Nine years, 221 episodes. Yeah, I know a brony who's going to hate it when that show's canceled. Yep. But at least they're ending it. They're not leaving anybody hanging. So, (laughs) yeah, it's going to be so epic. It is a full 90 minutes. So if you have been watching, and I will tell you the truth, My Little Pony has been the longest running show, the longest running original show on Discovery Family. After all, it started it started off with the hub, and now, nine years later, it comes to an end. Yeah. When is it? Saturday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Well, I know what my brony friend will be watching Saturday night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is so cute. This young man had his service dog at Stafford High School. Mm-hmm. And he even got, the dog even got its picture in the yearbook. Oh, that's good. You yeah. know, yeah, me working with yearbooks, I've seen I've seen some dogs be featured in the yearbooks, so uh uh-huh. And but yeah, his name is Alpha. So he's Alpha Shulk and Andrew Shulk. They're next to each other in the yearbook. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no way. Yeah. 
All right, let's carry on. I'm yeah. distracted. I've let's carry on, my wayward son. <laughs> no. Curry on, my wayward spud. <laughs> How did the rest of that go, Tim? You're the one that posted it. Curry I'm... on, my wayward spud. And there will be peace when you are done. And there yeah. will be peace when you are when done. When you are done, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. This is interesting. I'm not sure how many cookies it takes to be happy, but so far it's not 27. (laughs) Oh, God, what I was waiting to get my wings for dinner. Um, I wish I could remember the jokes. You know? Mm -hmm. I'd learn this little bit of trivia. Um. Before Goodyear was incorporated in 1946, mm-hmm. it was called Egyptian because the cotton grown here was Egyptian cotton. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. And this was before it got incorporated in 1946. Hmm. Interesting. And there's Eyeshine. She's just joined the chat. Hey, Eyeshine. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Here come all the 49er fans out of the world. We're dusting off those 49ers starter jackets. <laughs> the, well, the, I believe the – oh, it was the Washington Nationals playing playing up in Washington State. Mm-hmm. And you watch everybody pull out their rain, the rain ponchos. Started drizzling on them. They're playing at home in Washington, in wherever is Washington's. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's see. Oh, how to avoid stress at work. One, don't go to work. Two, go to Ireland. Three, never come back. <laughs> nice yeah. one. Oh, Tim. yes. <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. Let's see. Therapists, they are not antidepressants. Me, all I'm saying is I've never been less than happy while holding a taco. Therapist, for the last time, I can't get your insurance to cover tacos. Don't yell at me. You need a taco. Oh, my. Let's see. Think here. I mean, no. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Uh. Oh, yes. I don't know if you're aware of this. Rob Paulson has his new book out tomorrow. Oh, really? Yes. I know. What's I pre-ordered it several months ago. I think it's voice lessons. Let me look at it one more time. As I ordered it via Amazon several months ago. Let's see. Uh, what is? Give me an order. Give me a tired. You're yearning, you know? <laughs> Let me see. Oh, my. It's not there. That's it. Raw, raw, raw Pobson? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> it's Rob Paulson. Uh, his book is called Voice Lessons, How a Couple of Ninja Turtles, Pinky, and an Animaniac Saved My Life. Yeah, I pre- yeah I pre-ordered this one several months ago, so I've been looking forward to this. And by the way, anyone out there who happens to be um, in Steve Bloom's webinars, Rob Paulson will be a guest there at, in the class tomorrow night too. No, I did not sign up for it because it's too expensive for me. But just to give everybody everybody who is in there the heads up. Okay. <laughs> so. <clears throat> Oh, um, the actor that played Medina, mm-hmm. Tyler Perry. He he his studios 
in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. 300 acres. Yeah, because it takes up a former military base. Exactly. And he's named each one of the sound stages. He's named them after Diane Carroll, Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And 300 acres. Yeah. So now I guess your neck of the woods has is becoming a miniature Hollywood now. Yeah. And here's what's funny. When mom, mom and I were mom and I were coming back, we were starting to leave Atlanta, and I saw a sign that said Tyler Perry Studios. I was like, uh-huh. Oh, I didn't even know that. Then I found on the news like, Oh, well, what do you know? He did it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why he quit doing Medea. Yeah. Well, that's okay. That's fine. We <laughs> make this look good. I yeah. like that. Yeah, it's the, it's the caption I put in. The men in black, we make this look good. Yep. Well, here's something interesting for all you coffee drinkers out there. Coffee and chocolate chocolate make you smarter, according to the latest neuroscience. Well, hey, I must be smart a smart ass then, as I love my coffee and I eat the hell out of chocolate. <laughs> Give me liberty or give me chocolate. Although I can't really eat it. All right. Um, anyway, neuroscience continues to uncover new ways that coffee and, to a lesser extent, tea and chocolate tend to make brains healthier and more resilient. 2019 has already seen some amazing research breakthroughs that are definitely worth sharing. First, a joint study from the National Institute on Aging and Johns Hopkins University Johns Hopkins University and published last January in Neurochemical Research Magazine discovered that a oh god methylxanthines a class of chemical found in coffee tea and dark chocolate has clear effects on neuro, neuronal network activity promotes the same cognitive performance and can protect neurons against dysfunction and death in animal models of stroke Alzheimer's disease and Parkinson's disease hmm. the same study also discovered that Xanthine metabolites, no, metabolites, a chemical release when your brain processes caffeine, may also contribute to the beneficial effects of coffee, tea, and cacao on brain health. Second, a meta-analysis of 11 studies on the impact of coffee on brain health published in World Journal of Surgical Oncology showed that both coffee and tea, and thus by extension cacao, doesn't just reduce the risk of Alzheimer's disease, but also reduces the risk of brain cancer. Finally, a groundbreaking study at Okayama University indicated that intake of coffee components CA and CGA enhanced the antioxidative properties of glial cells and prevents rotanon-induced neurodegeneration in both the brain and myentric plexus. Translation, caffeine can make your brain more flexible and resilient. The big takeaway... If you want to keep your brain, brain healthy, must, today, hey, surely, surely. Uh-huh. If that's the case, my main brain must be an effing rubber band. Could be. As much coffee as I drink. Yeah, the big takeaway. If you want to keep your brain healthy both today and in the future as you age, you should be consuming coffee, tea, or cacao. How much? Well, chances are you're not consuming enough. Studies have shown that the ideal daily dosage of coffee is about 6 to 8 eight 8-ounce cups, ideally consumed prior to 2 p.m. so that it doesn't disturb your sleep. Uh, it's too much. If that sounds like too much coffee, consider replacing a cup or two with an ounce of dark chocolate. It need hardly be said that for other health reasons, you should be consuming coffee, tea, and cacao without sugar or creamer. But you still get the brain boost regardless. Life is good, eh? <laughs> oh, my, yes. Well, you remember that big mug you sent me? The friendship mug? Yeah. I drink two of those every morning. Two of them. Uh, that's why I said my brain must be very re- elastic. Mhm. Oh, I just found something so cute. Listen to this one. Couple in their 80s finally gets married after 44 years of dating. <laughs> well, hey. Oh my. At least I know they were sure and yeah, ready for that's... each other. Oh yeah. I think that's so cute. <laughs> All right. So anyway, 
Uh, Colin Dunn, 84 years old, and his longtime partner Sally Smith, 82 years old, have finally decided to tie the knot after 44 years of being together. The couple first met in 1972 at the bar of a social club where Sally works. Colin frequents the place to unwind after work every weekend. A former lorry driver, Colin said that Sally used to serve him whenever he went there, and it all started from there. Uh, Colin shared, we got chatting, and she got used to me going in. Eventually, I asked her out. Uh, marriage never entered my head. We were always so busy, admitted Colin. Sally had four grand. Uh, I'm sorry. Sally had four children from a previous marriage. Excuse me, my eyes itchy. Hold on. Out. Okay. But Colin didn't mind. They started going out and fell in love with each other. Surprisingly, though, the sweethearts only got engaged last year. According to Colin, marriage. What the heck? <laughs> what? went off. Uh, my phone went off. Let's see. Uh, according to Colin, marriage never entered my head at that point. We were always so busy looking after the children or going on holiday to Blackpool. All of a sudden, the children were growing up and leaving home, and it was just me and Sally. So we thought it was finally time to become man and wife. He also added, we kept on saying it'll be next year, it'll be next year, but we were happy as we were. The death of some beloved family members, however, became the wake-up call for both. Colin recalled... Just before last Christmas, I lost my brother Harold, and shortly after that, shortly before that, I lost my eldest brother, too. We were going through a bit of trouble, and we started thinking, what if this happened to one of us? We decided we wanted to be man and wife. So, recently, Colin and Sally officially got married at St. Mary's Church in Middleton, England. The ceremony was attended by a hundred of their closest friends and relatives. After the event, the couple headed for a meal at the social club where they first met. Sally, understandably, couldn't help but express gratitude. It was worth the wait. The day was lovely, even the weather. We had a beautiful cake at the reception, but the highlight for me was actually getting married. Colin, on the other hand, looked back at what made the relationship work. If you work at a relationship, you can keep it going. She's always looked after me, and I've always looked after her. It's the little things. If she falls asleep, I wake her up when it's time to go to bed. I make her meals and make her tea. We've had little fallouts over the years, just like everyone, but we have the same views, and we always agree on everything. We have always been happy. And the droid said, I think I just shed a tear. Congratulations, Colin and Sally. <laughs> good for them. Yeah, that's so that's a that's a feel good story if that's I ever a saw feel good one. story. And oh. speaking of feel Oh, oh go I ahead. wanna tell Tim this. Tim one yeah. of our mutual friends tweeted this out to um president to Trump. Yeah. She said, to to the real Donald Trump, at real Donald Trump, she said, being wrong is nothing to be ashamed of. She actually tweeted that out on Twitter today. <laughs> and I say, more power to her. Yeah, more power to anybody, really. Yeah. But to know her is to really understand Mhm. I agree. <sighs> you sound tired, my friend. Yeah, I am. Let's see. What else is new? Uh, let's see. Spotted this sign at a massage place. Massage only. No extras. No happy ending. Please stop asking. <laughs> Okay. Let's see. It's way too terrifying. Joker viewers around the world walk out of movie theaters and urge cinemas to ban the ultraviolet film, saying it glamorizes gun crime and deals with mental health issues in a triggering way. Well, basically that's what it's supposed to do. Well, you want to know something? People were warned before the movie even came out. Right. That it was not your... Batman, like with Michael Keaton, Mm -hmm. it was not like that at all. Yeah. Oh, boy, where's the stuff for this? Build-A-Bear just released Nightmare Before Christmas Bears. Oh, I heard that earlier in the week. Yeah. But, yeah, it's like, can we get past Halloween first? And I'll tell you this. I went to Hot Topic for a little bit yesterday. Guess what I found? They had... They had uh, Captain America Snowman, 
a brand new version of Holiday Groot, and Rocket Raccoon on a sled. Now they could, I could now they also had Thanos with an ugly Christmas sweater. So Did like, somebody yeah, say Groot? Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, of course. I'm Groot. Mm-hmm. I'm Groot. Uh huh. I'm Groot. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the only thing I gotta say to that is. Hell! Not oh just my. no, but hell no! Mm-hmm. Not just no, but hell no! It's too damned early for Christmas stuff. I am in total agreement with anybody out there who says that. I agree too. I agree. Three. Oh my! <laughs> what the heck? Oh, you gotta be kidding me! <laughs> July seventeenth through nineteenth, twenty twenty, in Orlando, Florida. Tickets are on sale for Con of Thrones. <laughs> oh, oh my! Oh, oh, oh! In no. other words, Game Game of Thrones gets its own convention. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Well, see, they got a Stranger Things. They have a Stranger Things convention going on in Atlanta. Hmm. Let's see. Excuse me. Sorry. Okay. My pups wore themselves out. Mm-hmm. Mm. I may use this one for Thursday. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to use this one for Thursday. Uh, let me let me explain why. Um, uh, an eight-year-old girl w- could not get her school photo taken because of her hair. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm going to. Um, I'm going to put it in the group. We'll save this one for Thursday. Because what I think this is going to Huh? Um, I'll let you judge that. But apparently, it violated it violated um, school policy. Like really, yeah. All right. Goddamn sex offender at five years five years old. Yeah. That's a supernova rant rocket. I think we already covered it in one of the shows. I think we did too. Yeah, we probably did. Which is fine. But it was to me. To me, that's still a supernova rat rocket because a five-year-old isn't going to know any better. Oh, no. no, I don't see anything wrong with that damned hairstyle. Do you? No. Let's see. Bear with me. Well... Hmm. American Sign Language should be offered at more U.S. schools and colleges. I agree with that. So. Uh. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I like this one. Drive-by baptisms, cleansing the world's sinners one puddle at a time. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one, isn't it? Yeah, and great picture of the of that um, Audi, basically baptizing the that the pedestrian. 
let's see. Uh, oh, excuse me. Oh, she has to. Poor girl was singled out. You know, mm-hmm. singled out, but she will um um be able to get her picture taken on retake. Boy, yeah. Re- retake day. Yeah. Retake. <laughs> Ooh, here's something interesting. Three these Bailey's chocolate chip cookies are soft chocolatey and um mistakenly Irish. Yeah, they probably have the taste of Bailey's in it too. Let's get the look of the Irish, shall we? And let's see. There are a few sweeter things in life than a freshly baked cookie, and there are a few things more Irish than a glass of Bailey's. So when the Irish Post found out someone had found a way of combining those two elements into one delicious desert treat, or say dessert treat, there was little choice but to dig in. The results are stupendous, to say the least. With these Bailey's chocolate chip cookies proven a sweet, soft, and gorgeously gooey way to brighten up any day. This particular recipe comes from Hint of Helen and is seriously easy to follow. Here's everything you need and everything you need to know. What you're going to need, 140 grams of butter softened, 100 grams of light brown soft sugar, 130 grams of caster sugar, one egg lightly beaten, 70 milliliters of Bailey's Irish cream, 265 grams of self-raising flour, and 200 grams of chocolate chunks. Oh, my mom, she has a recipe. I don't know if she's, I don't know if she has or had a recipe for homemade Bailey's. God, Mm. that shit's good. (laughs) Anyway, here's how you make it. Preheat the oven to 180 degrees Celsius. Let me see. Alexa, what's 180 degrees Celsius in Fahrenheit? So probably 350. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cream together the butter, brown sugar, and castor sugar. Lightly beat the egg in a separate cup. What then the hell is castor sugar? That's a good question. Alexa... What is castor sugar? Ah. Well, you want to explain it? Yeah. All right. Basically, castor sugar, you, you don't find that in the grocery store. You find it in the specialty store. Okay, but it also it, it? It, uh, they also use it in bars. Caster sugar. I wonder if that's the sugar they put on the rim of drink glasses. That's a good question. Well, anyway, um, lightly beat the egg in a separate cup, then pour the sugar and butter mixture lightly stirred to continue. I mean, combine. Pour in the Baileys. Light, lightly stir to combine. Add the self-raising flour and stir until the flour is completely mixed in. Pour the Baileys. Add the chocolate- Drink the Baileys. Pour more Baileys. Drink more Baileys. <laughs> Drink more Baileys. Drink more Baileys. Let's see. Uh, add the chocolate joke. chunks. I know. Add the chocolate chunks and stir until evenly distributed. Line an oven tray with parchment paper or lightly greased tin foil. Take a large tablespoon amount of dough and place on the baking tray. Repeat until you have six pieces on the tray. Place in the oven and cook for ten minutes. Remove from oven and allow to cool slightly. Repeat until you have cooked the whole batch of cookies. Then you get milk and dunk them all in. Mm-hmm. Should I just screwed these stupid-ass folders up? Oh, my. Oh, no. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, over the weekend, they had the rerun of Thunderbirds Day on Twitch. I tried to find it and couldn't find it. Oh, I, I had no trouble because I, I saved the channel. I now wish you could see. have remembered to send the link to me. Well, that's just it. You see, it dep- depending on the, um, let me see, what was I thinking? Depending on the situation, you know, they, they there was a point where um, they couldn't, you know, the the stream had been lost for a little while, but they were able to get it back. Okay. But, you know, they couldn't do it on YouTube due to the overzealous uh. copyright bot. 
Okay. Um, you remember seeing a picture of a Jeep that was stranded on the beach during Dorian? I think so, yeah. Well, the owner explains why he could not get it right away. May I put the article in the um, in the chat and read it? May I? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. There, there it is. Owner, exp- let's see. I got to see when this was. Owner explains why Jeep was left on beach during Hurricane Dorian. And this happened, this was posted on the 5th of September and updated on the 6th of September. So this was last month. A red okay. jeep captured the attention of the nation Thursday while Hurricane Dorian's heavy rains and gusty winds battered the Grand Strand coastline. Police came across the abandoned USUV near the shoreline around 38th Avenue North in Myrtle Beach. People watched as the tide rose and waves continued to pull the jeep closer into the ocean having many wonder if that if it would end up in the ocean and also what happened to the owner the owner of the jeep mm-hmm. who does not want to be identified reached out to WMBF news and explained what happened and why it was abandoned while a hurricane hit the coast <clears throat> my cousin has been around he rides a motorcycle so i thought i'd let him borrow my jeep because the weather had been so bad this morning, he thought it would be cool to go on the beach and take a quick video of the sunrise before the storm came, the Jeep's owner said. But the ride to the beach took a turn for the worse. So he got on the beach and started driving. So he got on the beach and started driving it. I guess there's that runoff there, and he didn't realize it was in front of him. He was looking out the window when he went off and got stuck, which you can see he actually banged the bumper up a bit, the owner explained. So it wasn't him, it was his brother. He said that his cousin cousin started calling people to try and get someone to get it, but the conditions were too bad for anyone to get the Jeep off the beach. The Jeep's owner said his cousin didn't even tell him what happened until police showed up at his door. He he avoided me for a good hour or two because he didn't know what to say, and then the police actually came to the house, and they said, hey, we found your Jeep on the beach. Then I called him and spoke to him, and he told me exactly what happened. He said he hopes it's not totaled, but has a feeling that it is. It's probably going to end up being totaled. I didn't want it totaled, but Jeep is an awesome Jeep, he said. The owner told WMBF News that he has been in touch with the police and a tow company to get the Jeep off the beach when conditions get better. I bet he doesn't let his cousin borrow his vehicle anytime soon. Are you there? Mm-hmm. Surely. Surely. Mm-hmm. What? What? The end. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. Let's see. It's going good. All right. Ow, 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 ow. Got a slight pain on me. Ouch. As much as I like the movie Spider-Man Far From Home, I just can't see myself wearing something that make my head look like a small aquarium. <laughs> what? Well, that's what Mysterious Mask is supposed to look like. A big fishbowl to put on your head. Who in the heck is this with C.J. Randall? Oh! Demona from Gargoyles. Yeah. Mhm. Excuse me. Whew, sorry. Room clear becoming the norm in classrooms across Arizona. See what that's all Arizona. about. Arizona. Or it's hot. Nine or it's hot. Arizona. Arizona. No. Arizona. Or it's hot nine months of the year. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yes, i got to remember. Tonight, I'm going to have Possum suit me from Himalayan Possum because I found Himalayan on the road. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> now, let's see. You probably saw this one. They have that, what is your Halloween name with the first name lesson all? I am Magical Ghoul Stalker. Okay. What's mine? What's mine? Let's see. Janet, you would be Weird Werewolf Trickster. Not bad. How about Tim? Okay. Tim would be Hideous Broomstick King. Oh, my. Uh, Definitely not the hideous part. Please. (laughs) I'm sorry. Let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's see. Let's see. Lost in Space Season 2 is coming. That's the one on Netflix. Uh, Let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot there was something else. It was called New York Comic Con. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my. And there are lots of things to tell. Like number one, um, Picard will start in January 2020 on the CBS All Access streaming service. And let's see, Shira will go into season four on November 5th. That's right, plead the fifth. I'm kidding. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, let's see. Black Lightning came back. Let's see. Oh, yes. Of course, October is uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So, this is a sign that says I'm loving memory of every cancer patient, family, and friends who have lost the battle of cancer and the ones who continue to conquer it. So I'll never forget I had one coworker that um she was diagnosed she was only a few months older than me. She was diagnosed with um very aggressive breast cancer at age twenty eight. Yeah, cancer is not is an equal opportunity pain in the ass. Yeah, or in this case uh, <coughs> What was I gonna say? Damn it I forgot. <laughs> I blanked, I'm sorry. Let's see. <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me. I'm trying to find a charity to do, donate to. Let's see. Uh, so this is one of those slow nights tonight. Let's see. BC Boys didn't fight for your right to party so y'all can drink White Claw. <laughs> Oh, God. You can now get a pitch black cake batter Halloween ice cream. That's right. The ice cream is black. Oh, my. Yeah. It's like, no, I'll pass. (laughs) Okay, we've got time for one more. This will make you feel good, too. A North Carolina student who who started college at age 12 receives her Ph.D. at age 23. Oh, my. Can you say doctor, doctor? All right. Now, this is actually back in 2018, so she's now probably 24. All right, so anyway, uh, Julian Nepper is just 23 years old at the time of this story, but she already has her Ph.D. from the University of Wisconsin. Her mother, Nadine Nadine Nepper, knew early on that Julia was gifted. 
We didn't think she was being challenged enough, Nadine recalled in talking with local station WECT. It was suggested if we wanted her to excel, we'd have to pull her out and homeschool her. So, for four years, Nadine and her ex-husband homeschooled their daughter. And by the time Julia was 12 years old, she was ready for college. She entered Cape Fear Community College and got her associate's degree at age 14. Then she got her bachelor's degree from UNCW at 16, and now her PhD from the University of Wisconsin at 23. I'm so proud of her, Nadine said. All that hard work has paid off. It's hard to believe she was kept back in kindergarten that one year. Most of the people I've met in my life could have done what I did if they had the right support, Julia said. I don't fault my parents pushing me with regards to my education. Clearly, I can handle it, and it worked. So they must have done something right. So what's next for Julia? The first time over half her lifetime, Julia is facing a period of her life when she doesn't have any homework. I've been in college most of my life, and I haven't really been in the real world, Julia said. It's exciting, but actually scary to go out and get a job. While her mother would love for her to come back home, Julia has other plans. In fact, she's even thinking about trying to get a job in Japan. She's been ambitious her whole life, and she isn't about to stop after now after all. Congratulations on your graduation. Okay. Oh. All right. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I hope you guys will see this. Okay. Okay. Waiting patiently. Oh my. All right. Well, we are running out of time. So basically, here's how we're going to play this. Uh, tomorrow, of course, is New Car Smell Tuesday. Tim will be at the rabbit hole as per usual. No problem there. And then on Wednesday, it's our Attention to One episode with our special guest, Elizabeth Kistler. She is the cosplayer at Dragon Con who made a lot of noise with her Mad Max-style cosplay and the sign that said, Insulin or Death. And we will be discussing the diabetic dilemma as to why people have to choose between rationing their insulin or using that money to buy food to survive. So you can bet. I have a feeling we're going to have a lot to talk about Wednesday. Uh, Then on Thursday, of course, is the Thursday free-for-all. And Friday, of course, we start the new season of the All Out Review and Naughty Mad Lib Show. Our review shows in under five, between five and ten minutes, spend the rest of the time we rock and roll with the Mad Libs, right? Oh, yeah. All right. So, anyway, we, um, let's see, Pluto TV, they got all classic Doctor Who episodes on channel 370. Yep. Yeah, I knew that ever since they added that channel on there. But anyway, um, and I just got the signal. So, uh, please... Please remember to follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and follow us on our website, beyondtheairways.weebly.com. If you ever miss an episode, because let's face it, life happens, there are three ways to catch up. First, there's the Stitcher.com app available on iTunes, Google Play, and the Amazon Kindle Store. Second, you can listen to or download full episodes of the show from blogtalkradio.com itself. And finally, you can find us on iTunes. Just do a search in the podcast for Beyond the Airwaves, and you'll find many of our episodes there. So, with that in mind, I'm going to say love, peace, and chicken grease. Everyone have a great night, sleep well, stay safe, and we'll see you tomorrow for New Cars Milk Tuesday. tonight. Have a great night, and remember... You... I almost had him. I had him. I almost had him. (laughs) You stuttering prick, you. Shut up! Shut up! And we got this. I'm good. I'm good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm good. Oh, shit! Get that fucking kid already, will you? Yeah. Well, anyway, I got. I'm gonna do my the other two, which I just added a few days ago. <laughs> and you know this, man. Yep, that is Chris Tucker from the movie Friday, and this is also from Friday. Damn! <laughs> 
All right, that is all for tonight. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. Night, y'all. Sleep well.